Hello, you're listening to the No Fucks Given podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Knight, author of the No Fucks Given Guides, a series of self-help books for people like me who hate being told what to do. Just like the books, the podcast is fun, sweary, and full of tips and techniques for giving fewer, better fucks and living your best life. Let's get to it. First, and as always, thank you so much for listening. We've covered so much ground in season one of the No Fucks Given podcast already, and today I want to bring it back to not giving a fuck, the central idea of this entire podcast, but specifically not giving a fuck about what other people think. That right there is the first step toward liberation. And even more specifically here on episode 14, not giving a fuck about what other people think in relation to your behavior, your preferences, and your life choices. At this point in the podcast season, it will not surprise you guys that I wrote a whole book about this. I'm not talking about the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. I'm talking about a book I wrote called You Do You which was all about learning how to accept yourself for who you are, flaws and all, or what other people try to tell you are flaws, but actually I think are strengths, and building confidence to live as you please. I wrote You Do You for unconventional people, contrarians, misfits, rebels, black sheep, and unicorns. I wanted to celebrate unconventional life choices, but also perfectly conventional ones that for some unknown reason other people just want to hassle you about. You've got to accept yourself before you wreck yourself. So I'm going to do two weeks worth of No Fucks Given podcast episodes around the theme of You Do You, not only on building confidence, but also about practicality because you waste so much time, energy, and money, your precious fuck bucks out of your precious fuck budget, trying to conform for no good reason. So today's episode is going to save you some of that time, energy, and money, and also give you like a 45-minute pep talk on why you are fine just the way you are And frankly, those judgy-ass motherfuckers in your life can snack on it. I'm going to walk you through the social contract, what it's good for, and what it isn't. We'll talk about the tyranny of just because. We're going to meet Judgy McJudgerson, a.k.a. the doubters and the haters. Talk a little bit about LCDL, what I call lowest common denominator living, and WNDs, Wants, Needs, and Desires, plus the second half of the Golden Rule, an exercise for you. I'll talk about the difference between good selfish and bad selfish with lots of examples, and as always, listen to the end for your NFG tip of the week. Before we get rolling in earnest, I just want to remind you, you can always visit nofucksgivenguides.com for more information on my books, my journals, to sign up for my No Fucks Given newsletter, to get the show notes on the podcast, listen to past episodes, and find the links to downloads of any of the stuff I might mention on the podcast. Okay, here we go. You need to stop giving a fuck about what other people think. I say this all the time, you guys. I am a broken record. I've been saying it since I wrote The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck more than five years ago, and I'm saying it today. And a lot of people argue with me. They push back. I don't know how. How is that possible? That's too difficult. I can't stop giving a fuck about what other people think. 
So I'm coming back at you with logic and reason, two of my favorite things. The reason that you have to stop giving a fuck about what other people think is that you can't control what they think. It is a waste of your precious resources to try to control what goes through someone else's head. You can't argue with that. Why are you wasting your life worrying about it? You can only control your own behavior. You know if you're being a good person. You know if you're doing the right thing or at least doing the best you can. That is what you should be putting your fuck bucks toward. And the whole premise of my book, You Do You, is that there is nothing wrong with you. I mean, you know, unless you're a serial killer or somebody who keeps trying to start the wave when nobody else around you is interested, there's nothing wrong with you. So just focus on your own behavior and don't worry so much about what other people think of your behavior. Don't be a psychopath. Don't be mean. Don't be an asshole. Treat other people with respect and you're doing just fine. So that's number one, and that's the thing that I want you to keep in mind throughout the rest of the episode. You gotta stop giving a fuck about what other people think because you can't control what other people think. You can only control what you think. And I want to get you to focus more on why you think it and what you could do to start thinking differently. Again, and as always, with the goal of giving fewer, better fucks and living your best life. Next, I'm going to walk you through the social contract, what it's good for, what it isn't, and when it makes perfectly good sense for you to break it. Or at least, you know, rewrite it a little bit to suit your needs, particularly when it comes to being selfish. Okay, so when I talk about the social contract... I'm talking about this unwritten set of rules and guidelines that we all basically agree to follow to make our lives better and everyone else's. You know, the social contract exists as a buffer to our baser instincts. The social contract is what we're following when we don't let ourselves be overtaken by road rage or, you know, getting really up in someone's face when they cut us accidentally or not in line. Um, you're doing things that you understand you are supposed to do as a fellow human in the world to not, you know, break any actual laws, not get sent to jail, not get into fights. Um, the social contract is certainly useful for many things. For basic human decency, the social contract is where it's at. And generally speaking, you should know what's right and you should know what's wrong. I'm not here to have to walk everybody through all of the minutia of good behavior and bad behavior. You know what you're doing and you know when you shouldn't do it. Is there a law about whipping out your phone in the middle of a Broadway musical to take a call? I don't think there's a law, but you know you shouldn't be doing it. And that's the kind of thing that adhering to the social contract guards against. But there are other clauses to the social contract, like don't be selfish or don't be difficult, that I think, reconsidered in the proper context, should have a little bit of breathing room. Another one of those is you should always put family first. Anybody who's read my No Fucks Given guides or listened to this podcast so far knows that I don't necessarily think that your family gets a free pass just for being your family. Like I said, there are clauses that are made to be bent and some that are even made to be broken. 
But part of the reason that a lot of people out there aren't bending them and aren't even thinking about breaking them is because of something I call the tyranny of just because. If you're out there giving far too many fucks about what other people think, then you're also probably falling victim to the tyranny of just because. And by that I mean you're doing things just because that's the way you've always done them, you've always thought you should do them, or other people have told you that's how you should do them. And I am here, and thrilled, I might add, to tell you that you do not have to do things just because that's the way everybody else does them, or just because it's the way you've always done it. Remember earlier I said that you've been wasting so much precious time, energy, and money trying to conform, and that's what the tyranny of just because does to you. In fact, it leads right to another term I made up, LCDL, Lowest Common Denominator Living. If you're changing or stifling anything about yourself, about your behavior, about your goals, about your dreams, about your potentially unconventional views or lifestyle choices, you know, you're not getting on with your bad self, you're just getting by alongside the lowest common denominator of what other people think is acceptable. And that's just no way to live. If you deny your true nature, what you want, need, and deserve just because you're trying to conform to society at large, you are not doing you. You are screwing you. I'm going to repeat that just for good measure. If you're not doing you, you're screwing you. Got it? Okay, that's important. I'm going to move on next to talking about all of those people that you're trying so hard to conform for, aka the judgy McJudgersons of the world. And I'm going to give you a few tips on identifying them so you can spot them in the wild and stop them in their tracks. Basically, a judgy McJudgerson is someone who disapproves of or doesn't understand your life choices, and they can't help themselves but tell you all about it. They are doubters or they are haters. A doubter, for example, doesn't really get your personal style. A hater is jealous of your personal style. A doubter thinks you're going to fail. A hater wants you to fail. A doubter will tell you repeatedly they're not so sure you should be doing that. A hater will tell you repeatedly that whatever you are doing is stupid. A doubter is just going to kind of write off your ideas from the beginning. A hater is going to shit all over your ideas until the bitter end. And finally, a doubter thinks they know what's best for you. And whether it's well-intentioned or not, they're going to keep pushing their agenda. A hater doesn't care what's best for you. And so I'm going to ask you one more time. Why on earth do you give a fuck about what any of these people think? They obviously have their own agenda. They think they know what's best. And maybe whatever they're doing is what's best for them. That doesn't make it what's best for you. And there are plenty of ways for you to adhere to the social contract, not be an asshole, not be a psychopath, without having to live your life the way they live theirs. Judgy McJudgersons come in all shapes and sizes. They could be clueless coworkers. They could be well-meaning moms. They could be random assholes you got seated next to at a dinner party. But what do they all have in common? You can't control what they think. 
And if there is anything you have learned from the No Fucks Given podcast thus far, it is that you have got to accept the things you can't control, let them go, and stop giving a fuck about them. I rest my case. Next, I want to talk about those WNDs I referenced earlier and the second half of a rule you might have heard of, a golden one. Regardless of whether you are intimately familiar with the text of the Holy Bible, which, for the record, I am not, you have probably heard of something paraphrased from that text known as the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And honestly, this is great advice, and it kind of underpins the entire social contract. Don't be an asshole because you don't want other people to be assholes to you. This seems very simple. I got no problem with it. But I think usually we're all focused on what we don't want people to do unto us, that bad behavior that we don't want to be on the ass end of. I want to focus today on this podcast on the part of the golden rule that asks you to consider what you would have people do unto you. What do you want, need, and deserve out of life? And those are your WNDs. So now I want you to do a little exercise. You can do it in your head right now, but I also recommend that whenever you have the opportunity, you do it once again in writing. You guys know from listening to this podcast how much I love a list, and listing out your WNDs is good for the soul. It is also good to, like, stick it to your bathroom mirror or your refrigerator or your iPhone case or something just to remind you in those dark times when you're getting ready to cave to the judgy McJudgersons of the world and live your life at the lowest common denominator, what's important to you, what you wish others would do unto you, and by the way, which you are perfectly willing to do unto them too. For example, some of my WNDs. I want to make my own decisions. I need to take care of my mental health. I deserve to have my opinions heard. And me realizing that I really want to make my own decisions in life led to a huge life change that I've talked about on the podcast before, which was abandoning my conventional career track job uh, as a senior editor at a New York City publishing house a little more than five years ago to go freelance because I realized that I just wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want to have to answer to other people. And that decision was a little bit unconventional. It was certainly risky. And perhaps there were people in my life who didn't understand it or didn't approve of it. But the fact was, it wasn't hurting anybody else for me to go after that want on my WND list and to create a life that was better for me, that made me happier, and that doesn't have to necessarily be the way that anybody else wants to live their life. In terms of needing to take care of my mental health, you know, another thing I realized is that I was overspending on my fuck budget for about 35 motherfucking years. And I started making changes to improve that in my life. And some of those mean saying no to things and people that I had previously said unabashed yeses to so that I could conserve my precious fuck bucks. Um, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more in the next segment when I talk about the difference between good selfish and bad selfish. 
But if needing to take care of your mental health means making decisions that are good for you that might seem selfish to other people, the fact is there are plenty of selfish decisions that we can make for our own benefit that just aren't hurting anyone else. And lastly, uh, when I said that on my deserve list was deserving to have my opinions heard, that takes me back to a clause in the social contract that I mentioned earlier, don't be so difficult. And I'm going to talk a lot more about that one on next week's episode. For now, though, I really do encourage you to make a list, pen to paper, of your own WNDs. You can have more than one of each. What do you want? What do you need? And what do you deserve out of life? In the next segment, I'm going to go deep into good selfish versus bad selfish because I think all of y'all need a little tutorial on this one if you want to start giving fewer better fucks and living your best life. I think we all know what bad selfish is. It's just like earlier when I said, you know when you're doing something wrong. You know when you're not taking the moral high ground. You know when you're probably about to make a decision that you should feel guilty about making. Bad selfish is when you are exclusively concerned with your own shit with absolutely zero regard for anyone else, what it does to them, or how it makes them feel. Bad selfish. It's bad. I agree. Don't be bad selfish. But guys, there is something to be said for good selfish. You know, good selfish is when you are concerned with your own shit so that you have enough time, energy, and money left to devote to other people and their shit. You're putting on your own oxygen mask before helping others because that's what enables you to be able to help others because you're not overbooked, overdrawn, and overwhelmed. And good selfish can also mean, yes, you're exclusively concerned with your own self-interest on a matter that has absolutely nothing to do with no bearing on anybody else's life at all. Um, personally speaking, I have made plenty of conventional life choices. I went to college, I got married, I bought a house. Uh, but I've also made some unconventional life choices, including not having children. And that one is also often viewed as selfish, that it's somehow selfish not to procreate. And, you know, I just have to look at folks who think that way and say to myself, what the actual fuck does my decision not to have babies have to do with your life? It doesn't affect you in the slightest. Uh, so I'm no stranger to the concept of making unconventional life choices or making selfish ones. I just don't agree that all of these are bad choices. I don't agree that they are all bad selfish. For avoidance of doubt, a few examples. Uh, good selfish is putting on your own oxygen mask before you help others so that you're able to help them. Bad selfish is stealing someone else's oxygen mask for yourself. Good selfish could be putting yourself in charge of the group cupcake order for work so that you make sure there are a few of your favorite flavor. Bad selfish would be ordering only your favorite flavor and no one else's. Are you really fucking tired? Do you need a break? Then you should take a nap. 
Good Selfish is taking a nap so that you can wake up refreshed and be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to hang out with your family or tend to their needs. Bad Selfish is plopping yourself down on the couch in the middle of everyone and expecting them to tiptoe around for an hour so you can get your beauty sleep. Good Selfish, go to the back room. Bad Selfish, fall asleep on the couch and get pissed when other people wake you up. So are you with me on this, that there's a difference between good selfish and bad selfish? I hope so, because understanding that difference is really going to help you stop giving a fuck about what other people think and live your life the way you want to live it. Get those WNDs in order and not hurt anyone else in the process. If you're contemplating a decision or an action uh, or saying yes or no to something and you're worried that it's selfish That's probably the social contract talking. It's probably cultural conditioning. Or if somebody else flat out tells you you're being selfish, either way, you can ask yourself, is what I'm about to do or what I just did hurting somebody else more than it's helping me? If the answer is no, then I think that's good selfish and you can feel pretty comfortable going ahead and doing it or not feeling guilty after the fact. The mental block that a lot of us have against being selfish is because we think of selfishness in terms of taking away from somebody else. And that is often where bad selfish comes into play. But in terms of good selfish, think about being selfish in terms of preserving your own well-being, of giving to yourself. You know, if you wear a seatbelt in the car or sunscreen at the beach or you rest when you're tired or drink water when you're thirsty, then you're already good at protecting your own self-interests, and that's all good selfish is. Plus, you have to be selfish about that stuff. Nobody else is going to do it for you, and nobody else knows your WNDs, so you're going to have to make them known and stick up for them. I'm going to do my level best to get you started by giving you three tips, not only for being selfish, but for feeling good about being selfish. Tip number one, attract your opposite. Find the yin to your yang. Let's say you're not a morning person. I hear you, girl, loud and clear. But you've got young kids and their school pickup and drop-off runs to consider. And some people think it's selfish that you wouldn't want to have to get roused out of bed an extra hour or two early to do the morning pickup. Counterpoint, what about all those morning people out there who just love adding to their pre-8 a.m. to-do list? You know, they're up, they're, they're making smoothies, they're doing exercise tapes. I don't know what the fuck they're doing before 8 o'clock in the morning. As I said, not a morning person myself. But, you know, maybe all of their energy is waning by 2.30, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they don't want to have to do that afternoon pickup. So you find those people, and you make sure that your selfishness can work in concert, synchronicity, so that you can do all of the things that need to be done for all of the people who need them done for in a way that works for you. Attract your opposite. Tip number two is break new ground. And this is something that I have a bee in my bonnet about tradition, particularly as it pertains to family tradition. All tradition is is letting prior generations make decisions for you. 
Again, we're talking about the tyranny of just because, doing something that you don't want to do or in a way that you'd rather not do it just because it's the way it's always been done. So, for example, maybe your family has a holiday tradition, a particular place they've been vacationing or a group that's been getting together ever since you were a kid, and now you're an adult and you have your own life, but you also just have your own wants, needs, and desires. And they don't include, for whatever reason, attending this particular traditional family holiday function this particular year. That's okay. You know, you can be good selfish about your decisions as long as you enact them with grace and respect. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, remember. And you can decide to break new ground by telling your family that you're starting your own tradition now and in perpetuity, or just for this year, this one time, you're going to be a little bit selfish and do something that you want, need, and deserve to do for yourself and you hope they understand. But you can also propose an alternate family tradition. You know, maybe you're more than happy to spend the holiday with 10 to 20 of your nearest and dearest, but it's just no longer convenient or palatable for you or enjoyable for you to do it in the way that you've been doing it all this time. And you don't have to do it that way just because. You could suggest a new way, and maybe everybody else is happy to do that too, and they'll go along with it. But you didn't even consider saying it because you worried that it was bad selfish. And I am here to tell you, it is not. Break new ground. And last but not least, my third little tip about being selfish and feeling good about it is your absence is there present. And this is when you may not have the time, energy, or money to spare in your fuck budget to go somewhere to attend an event. Let's just call it a wedding for the sake of argument. Um, it doesn't mean that you are being bad selfish by turning down an invitation. I have spoken many times on this podcast about the fact that not every invitation that is issued in your name for the rest of your life is one that you have to say yes to. But sometimes when you're being good selfish about preserving your time, energy, and money, uh, by not going to an event that you can't afford to go to, don't want to go to, don't have the time to spare to go to, it means that you've opened up a little bit more in your fuck budget to send a really nice, thoughtful gift. Doesn't have to be super expensive, but maybe you can spend more time and energy thinking about something extra special, slightly more involved than you would have otherwise if you were also spending all that time energy and money on plane tickets and hotel accommodations and traveling to and from a wedding and taking your precious vacation days to use for something that you didn't really want to do. Instead, you get to do or not do what's preferable and better for you. And with all those fuck bucks you saved, you can afford to spread the wealth a little more than you might have otherwise. And look, I don't know your life. I don't know if you can get away with saying no to various weddings and retirement parties and other invitations. I don't know how badly or how guilty other people are going to make you feel about it. But I encourage you to go back to that golden rule, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if you know in your heart that you would be totally understanding if someone said no to an invitation that you issued, then I think that you have to assume that not only will they be, but frankly, they should be understanding if you have to say no. 
Remember what I said at the beginning of the episode. It's really not worth worrying so much about what other people think. You can only control what you think, your behavior. If you know you're doing the right thing or you strongly think that you're not doing the wrong thing. And I'm here to just help you think a little differently about how you might come to those decisions and what you might do to make a selfish choice and carry it out as unselfishly as possible. And I'm just going to go on a quick little tangent here because that reminded me of something that a listener wrote to me um, about ending a long-term relationship that was not good for them, not good for their mental health, their physical health, their financial health. And the making a selfish decision but carrying it out in as unselfish a way as possible is actually a nugget that comes from my husband. He said it at one point about in reference to a breakup. And, you know, it's true that you're you're going through life and you're trying to make these decisions that make your life as good as it can possibly be, you know, put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. But there are going to be a lot of people like partners, but also family and good friends that you want to treat with the loving kindness that is appropriate to the level of closeness that you share or once shared. But you don't have to remain stuck or unhappy or conforming to other people's WNDs just because they're someone that you care about or once cared about. And whether it's extricating yourself from a relationship as a whole or just from a family tradition that no longer brings you joy, then your absence is their present. You know, getting out of these things is actually going to be better for the person or people on the other end because you staying in relationships and traditions and situations that upset you is going to turn you angry and frustrated and resentful and it's going to poison the time that you do spend together or prevent the person on the other end, in the case of a breakup, from moving on and finding someone that isn't resentful and frustrated and angry and anxious all the time in their presence. In the end, that's better for everyone. That's good selfish. And on that note, if, as many of the readers of my No Fucks Given Guides have written to me, you totally pick up what I'm putting down, but you're just having a hard time expressing it to the judgy McJudgersons in your life, then here is what I suggest. The next time somebody calls you selfish for acting in a way that benefits you while also taking other people's feelings into consideration— or in a way that doesn't affect anybody else's life at all, negatively or positively, you can just tell them, yes, you are loud and proud, self-ish. It's all of the good parts of selfish and none of the bad. If it's self-ish to let other moms take care of the morning carpool duty because you don't function well before 8 a.m., but you take the afternoon run off their hands so they can get their Ellen on, then so be it. If it's self-ish to use your precious vacation days on a solo summer trip to Italy instead of upholding a tired family 4th of July tradition, but you break new ground by starting a new tradition of grappa for everyone at Christmas, then so be it. And if it's self-ish to turn down a party invitation because you can't or shouldn't or don't want to accept it, 
but you send an extra nice or extra thoughtful gift to honor the occasion, so be it. You, my friend, are self-ish. Welcome to the club. It's pretty nice in here. All right, with that, we're getting close to the NFG tip of the week, but first I want to do my traditional short recap of everything we talked about today. A number one, you have got to stop giving a fuck about what other people think. Why? Because you can't control what other people think, and you have to accept things you can't control and let them go and refocus your time, energy, and money on things you can control, like your own behavior and your happiness. We talked about the tyranny of just because, lowest common denominator living, and your all-important WNDs, what you want, need, and deserve. Don't forget to write those down. Finally, we closed out with good selfish versus bad selfish, specific definitions and examples of each and tips for how to get there. Remember, please, if you take nothing else away from episode 14, that if you're not doing you, you're screwing you. Very important, guys. Super important. And as for the NFG tip of the week, it's short and sweet. And although I memorialized it in You Do You three or four years ago now, as well as in a downloadable motivational poster on my website, it has really come into stark relief this pandemic year. The tip is, you might die tomorrow. Be selfish today. The fact is, everyone, our time on this planet is a limited-run engagement. They're not making any more time, and you just have no idea when you're going to run out. So I'm not saying you should go out there, be an asshole, and be a psychopath, but I am confident that you can go out there and be a little bit more good selfish to make the rest of your time on this earth as fun and pleasant and joyful and rewarding for you as it can possibly be. I hope that this episode of the No Fucks Given podcast has given you a little jump start in doing just that, and I really hope that you will tune in next week. In fact, if you follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or really wherever you get your podcasts, if you hit that follow button now, you will automatically get episode 15 when it lands next Tuesday, and it's one of my favorites. It's more from the annals of You Do You with a focus on what I call mental redecorating and just a ton of tips from other clauses in the social contract, in particular on being difficult, uh, but also on being weird and also, frankly, fuck being perfect. I'm really excited to give those to you, so I do hope that you will still be here for week 15. And uh, in the meantime, don't forget that you can send me questions to answer on my You Asked For It monthly audio advice column that's coming in two more weeks. And you can email those questions to podcast at nofucksgivenguides.com. And finally, if you are looking for more tasks to complete after you've written down your WNDs, you could leave me a rating or a review for the No Fucks Given podcast. I really appreciate all of them. It helps discoverability of the show. And also it just makes me feel good to see those five-star reviews popping up. And I'm not ashamed to ask for them. So anyway, guys, thanks again so much for listening, making the No Fucks Given podcast a hit. And until next week, I'm Sarah Knight. No Fucks Given, not sorry. <laughs>